It's one nothing in the game I'm watching, Sean, so I'm not even concerned about that one anymore. I've had that one turned off for a while. How do we lose to that garbage fucking team? Because we play the exact same style of hockey as our opponents. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Coast to Coast, the hockey podcast. Um, I am joined today uh, with my friends and uh, March. Uh, thank you both, you and Colin, for this wonderful intro. Um, so, March, this is it. This is a show about nothing. I don't know if you if you've seen um, uh, comedians getting coffee with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Mm, no, I didn't. No, it's it's a show about absolutely nothing. And then he sits down oh. with comedians and they have nothing to say to each other. Except then they make jokes and observational stuff. So this is what we're doing today. This is exactly what we're doing today with the Coast to Coast podcast. Um, we are joined with uh, Colin, Sean, extremely loyal friends of the show. And uh, um, do we have any topics to talk about? Absolutely. Do we? Did we prepare anything? Absolutely not. Um <laughs> uh, over to you, March. You have anything? Else? Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say my. Uh, my stomach is exploding at the moment. <laughs> I'm not doing. Your stomach so, are, not, is exploding. The Vancouver streets yeah, are. Yeah. The Vancouver. Yeah. No, that's too. I'm sore from shoveling all day yesterday, and uh, my stomach's not doing so well with. Uh, but you know, it's getting a little bit better. I'm drinking some uh, sparkling blueberry pomegranate water so anyways Sixth one. um yeah exactly so uh, colin do you want to talk about what's going on right now with montreal i want to talk about what's going on with montreal so basically we are playing ottawa it is the 18th day of 2024 and i have already given up on the montreal canadians this year uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not completely true but how the fuck how the hell it, do they lose to this fucking shit? I don't know. The score hit 3-1. I closed my tab because I have to watch the stream illegally as I live in Ontario. Mm. And they don't like me. They want to force me to be a Leafs fan, but I will not. I will not do that. Not for the life of me. Uh, so I would close my illegal stream at Gary Bettman. And I went to my bed and I laid down. And my phone continued to keep buzzing to tell me that we kept getting scored on. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, three one. Like the game's over, but like we're not gonna get blown. No, we got blown out. Like I saw the three goals. There's three more <laughs> goals that we have been scored on us that I still haven't seen yet tonight. <laughs> so yeah, that's how the night's going so far. But 2024 off to a okay start for the Montreal Canadiens and off to a pretty good start for me personally. So well, we well we covered that's the update from Sean there. Uh, Sean, has your evening been slightly better than this or? <laughs> Sounds well, pretty positive to me. <laughs> I haven't done much. I've been watching Netflix, did some cleanup and waiting on the Habs just to play like this. 6-1. It's not looking good. Well, it hasn't been looking good for almost the entire season. But I've been I, I've been watching Netflix as well. What are you watching on Netflix? Um I've been watching uh, some anime and That's a bad decision stuff. right there. <laughs> What kind of anime yep. is it? Like, like Paw Patrol or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to, I'm watching Suits. Danny knows this very well. Uh, yeah. I watch, I wake up, I watch three episodes. I brush my teeth. I watch three episodes. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, 
I'm I'm very happy. I, look, March, do you mind if I just do a, a little history capsule? Yeah, cheers there, Colin. I'm raising my my glass as well virtually. Yeah. Um, March, a little history capsule. When we started this whole thing, why would why did we start this podcast? We said we were having these Twitter spaces. We're hanging out for hours with friends of ours. We're meeting some random strangers. We're trolling random strangers. Sometimes mm -hmm. we get trolled as well. And we said, yeah. well, we need to record this stuff because I'm sure someone out there is going to listen to it. So um, we made this episode. Then we became super professional and we had um, deals with Michael Jordan and, and you know, <laughs> sound engineers and sponsored with DraftKings and all that crap. Uh, but now I'm, I'm happy that we're back to, uh, to a normal 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 episode um so if you guys want i can go through some of the things that we've seen as of late uh in the nhl and and we can kind of talk about that and then we can kind of take a break and talk about, about anything else we want um does that sound good yeah that sounds good i was gonna actually say um i guess colin can talk to it. i want to hear his opinion on slavkovsky because i know it was Caulfield score. Wait, it's five six one, right? So Caulfield scored tonight, but it was Slav last game. Like, what do you think of Slav? Like, because I what was it? Wasn't it Danny? Wasn't it RDS that posted that? Oh well, you know he's only got like five more points than mm -hmm. he had last season, and it's like, well, dude, that guy's a totally different player, and it probably has to do with like his ice time. But Colin, what do you think about that? But Slav, Slav has been impressing me so far. It's just the numbers haven't come yet, which is a little bit of uh, I'm not gonna yeah, say but he's it's an, I'm not gonna say yeah. So I'm not gonna say it's an issue yet, which a lot of people are saying it's an issue. I mean, I I think it's a little bit ridiculous to be complaining about the uh, point totals of our our um, rookies while at the exact same time I'm gonna call them rookies, even though it's his second year. Uh, while at the exact same time you're you're asking for us to be a well, not you guys specifically, but fans on like Twitter and in the Twitterverse, uh, they're asking for us to be. We just scored, by the way. Guess who scored? Slavkovsky. Uh, Slavkovsky. It's Pizzetta. It's Pizzetta. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zero dimensional so, no. Italian. Like I said when our rookies like Michael Pizzetta <laughs> are scoring goals, like it, it's great. For, it's great for the culture in the future, but. <laughs> Um, Zero-dimensional Italian. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so Pizzetta now has a beautiful three-uppercut fight tonight and a goal. So Pizzetta masterclass in a 6-2 loss to the Ottawa Senators. But anyway, back to Slavkovsky. I've been really impressed with the way he's been playing. Uh, I like the way Forchek's, uh, contrary to the terrible Sportsnet reporters that uh, don't even watch Montreal Canadiens games and had all those conversations those uh, comments on, I believe it was Monday night when we were playing against the abs. They were like talking about slap being shuffled that like, where is he going to slide into the lineup tonight? It's like, uh, he's been playing on the first line for the last two months. So uh, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty obvious where he's going to be playing tonight. I think, uh, I don't think he's going to move too much, but slap has been uh solid. He's been improving. I think next year, uh, maybe midway through next year, you're going to see a little bit of a, uh, the beginning of his breakout. Probably he'll probably, uh, just do the fact that I feel like breakouts kind of happen at the end of seasons and then they like to carry it over to the next season. I mean, if he starts game one on fire, he lights up two goals against the Leafs next year in game one, then I'll be riding his train and I will uh, definitely be drafting him once again on all of my fantasy teams as everyone likes to sleep on him. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, yesterday I picked him up and today I dropped him. So anyways, yeah, uh, 
he definitely, <laughs> everyone listening, I don't know how many of you are listening, but you are going to want to uh, pick up Slavkovsky with your last overall fantasy draft pick next year, as no one will take him on your in your league. But it may, may just be worth it. Yeah, but and that's all. Yeah, but you, you got to talk to Danny here. He's got like Morgan Geeky. Like, you, come on, you can replace Morgan Geeky or Slavkovsky. <laughs> He's got an assistant at Little Geekies. Yeah. But uh, hold on. Um, I want to say, um, I forgot what I wanted to say, but I want to definitely do the same thing that we just did with Colin on Slavkowski. I want to give over the mic to Sean to talk about uh, Joshua Roy. What are your thoughts? Uh, first of all, when he got called up, I thought this was a stupid decision at first because they said they wanted him to develop a full season in the AHL. Yeah. But... Last night, he was one of their best players. He scored a goal. He was good on the forecheck. He took some shots. He shot more on the net than Emil Einemann. So Joshua was one go. of their best player last night. I think he should maybe go back to Laval. I don't see him finishing the season in Montreal unless I agree. the injury bug happens like last season when he had Cameron Ellis or... Ellis with the Canadians at one point, an ECHL guy, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's impressed me a lot. It's only a game, but he played better than Heinemann, who we've called up two times, but also was with his history being with Team Canada and just how good he was in the juniors. Uh, of course, he was going to have more ice time than Emil Heinemann or Mitchell Stevens type of guy. So he's impressed mm-hmm. me so far. Okay, good overview. I was going to say something, but I've completely forgot what I was going to say. Anyways. It's almost like you're not prepared, March. What happened, man? No, I'm very prepared. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> I'm so prepared. Yes. Am I the only person here that doesn't want Trevor's egress? Yes. No, I... I, I Probably. No. no. I agree need, with Colin. We need Zegris. I agree with Colin. No, you don't need that no. guy. And I agree 100% with Colin here. We I would just them. wait on the contract to end. Sign two or three years. So I would just um, sign him there. Yeah, if we didn't have to trade for him. Yeah. That'd be a little bit different. I, I don't, don't want to trade yeah. for um, the guy yeah. that makes pretty goals, but they're still losing 6-2. to two, So Yes, like... yes. Exactly <laughs> what we need. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you could you put Zegers with Caulfield and Jackai in the middle. There you go. It's like that's a awesome. yeah. That Jackai in the oh, Jackai <laughs> on the fourth line. Zegers, I'm in Florian. Zegers I didn't is mean allergic to body contact, just like our entire current roster. Apparently. Yeah. yeah hey Zegers, you're gonna be playing with fucking Florian Jackai. <laughs> if... <laughs> now, now here's your eight-year contract. If I have to watch this uh, unphysical, this not very physical hockey that I've been playing, that not, not that I've been playing, I mean, I don't fucking play hockey anymore, but that they've been playing uh, for the last couple of games where it's been very soft on the forecheck, it's going to be very painful. And I definitely, in a couple of years, will have many words about the fact that uh, we are not a physical enough team. And that's just not the style of team that wins playoffs. Uh, you gotta you go, be, you gotta be hard. You gotta be gritty. You gotta be strong on the walls. Uh, yes. That's what slap is. Uh, you gotta be able to strong. get to the middle of the ice. Big which, strong uh, Canadian boys. That's yes. What well, that's why they get all the boys from BC, right? Because the Ontario kids like me are fucking soft. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta put a, you gotta put a parental adversary over this. <laughs> for me swearing. Just, uh, 
you know what forget I forget what Don Cherry. Remember when John Cherry said, uh, "Did you guys ever see that segment when he was talking about?" Uh, he never mentioned Nylander, but he was talking about Nylander. Oh, yeah, he said he's like, "Oh, they got boy. that Swedish kid, and they sent him back to Sweden to save his life." <laughs> and uh, they could have they could have drafted Nick Ritchie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the good Canadian no, kid from Ontario. What's, I'm not saying that? you don't need some guys like Nylander that have skill, but I'm just like I think. No, I agree. More I agree than 100%. more than 50% of your team should be able to give and receive a hit. Uh, which like when you're watching people, <laughs> unfortunately, when you watch guys like uh, I would say Jesse Ullinen play, he looks fragile. He hasn't been injured, but he looks European. incredibly fragile. Okay. He, okay. Well, you Don. can even say the same. <laughs> I'm just saying he looks fragile. Like he's not putting no, up it's points. True. He doesn't hit. He looks like if he got hit, he would decease. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. I'm insulting myself here, but I'm the Ron McLean to uh, Danny's Don Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> we need Bro, big Canadian boys. Yeah, I just need to start reading, reciting 1800th uh, century poems. <laughs> And the next hockey player that comes out of Texas, I guess you got to grab him, too, because he's basically a Western Canadian, right? Slavkovsky's <laughs> <laughs> uh, slowly turning Canadian, I think. So that's uh, that's OK. Slavkovsky you're going to say something. But, but I, would, I just wanted to ask, like, so what's his name? Um, Nylander. OK, you guys, I was going to bring him up before you even you guys talked about him. Was he always OK? Hold on. Is he perceived as a soft little player fragile right now i wouldn't no. say he's perceived as fragile or soft he's heavy right low center of gravity yeah he's he's, he's okay right i, I don't consider him that? soft i uh, i don't fragile. i don't think he looks he's not fragile he's not marner but he, he he's twice as marner soft. yeah marner still looks fragile yeah but the thing is but the thing is when i think of a player that doesn't want to go for and like yeah a player that doesn't want to like go for the puck because it it means contact in the corner, that's yeah. Nylander. Fine, but Nylander whatever. But like the guy is, is not a yes. fragile thing. Okay, so you guys would take Nylander tomorrow morning in your team, but you're here bitching about Zegras. Yeah, like, isn't Zegras Nylander just five years ago? Mm, I don't know. I guess we can find out. You want me to search up some stats here? <laughs> We can shut Neil, Neil, Sean McKinney. Nylander. Keep speaking. I'll the, search that. Okay. The the <laughs> thing is this. Nylander. The reason I take Nylander over Zegras. Nylander I consider better defensively. Zegras I, I feel like a lot of his goals have come at times where they don't matter in a sense. Like he's a it's either like a 6-2 win and he's the stat patter or it's just, you know, he's not like this this guy that can change your team. And what I find with Nylander is the guy is one of the few, well, he's one of the few, Nylander is one of the few guys on the Leafs or in that core, or just probably only the only guy in that core that actually shows up in the playoffs. And um, whether it's, it's not necessarily a physicality thing either. It's just that he shows up and these other losers don't even do what they do best, which is score. And this guy does so, and he's pretty decent defensively. So I, I much prefer Nylander over Zegers. Zegers I've had a concern with because I don't know how well he plays at center. And if you want to say we'll put him at wing, I mean, I'm not totally against it. The guy has, what, like 160 points in 200 games in his career. So, you know, that's as close as we're going to get to a point-per-game score or at least another one. And if you could buy him cheap, I'm not against it. But I wouldn't say he's my first 
choice, and I wouldn't say he's going to bring us a cup. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What you about know, like, you, Shishan? I want to hear from Well, Trevor Zegris, it's only his fourth season in the league. He's still developing even though he's 22 years old. So you have to give him time, and he's still playing with an Anaheim Ducks team who's struggling. They have a lot of potential, but he's injured right now, and he's still young, still developing. He's always injured, still, yeah. Yeah, that's what they said about Yan Mishak too. So. Oh yeah, but Yan Mishak. He's young. He's developing. Isn't yeah. in the NHL, so. But Zegris, <laughs> but Zegris, it's only his fourth season in the NHL, and he's still a young player, in my opinion, 22 years old. Nylander's 27. He's developed. He has that big boy contract, and he's more developed and established in the league. So I don't think comparing these two justifies Zegris. Like he's still new to the league he hasn't been in the league for like 10 years now or maybe even five yeah this is this is true but then you look at the center core of the ducks and would you rather go with carlson and zegris or carlson and mctavish or zegris and mctavish and carlson i think yeah yeah i think that's what the ducks will probably go towards And, and that's and you know maybe zegris can play wing you know wing and stuff but that brings your value down because centers are much more valuable. And I don't know about his center statistics, but I'm going to take a guess and say he's no Crosby. So. <laughs> okay, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> now back to you from Timbuktu. North, North Sarah, uh, Nova Scotia. Terra Sloan uh, for Heritage <laughs> Night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I agree. Like, okay. Maybe I'm changing my mind a little bit. I, I wouldn't mind. I don't know if there I. There you go. Uh, it's coming to the right Oh uh, no! I don't want to say. 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 We yeah, need but, the Zegers. But I don't want to. I don't want to say. Plus okay number eleven Zegris. is available. I don't see where. Like, where would he slide in? Number eleven is available. I guess he slide in. Yeah. He wouldn't be a centerman. He would be a centerman. You put. You put. Yeah, but come on. Like when you acquire okay. a quality player like Zegers, you pair him up with your best assets. Put him with Armia. You you put him with with, yeah, uh, you know, with Josh Anderson. <laughs> okay, a little Michigan, a little shot on the glass behind the net from Anderson. There you yeah, go. There you Our, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J- Josh Anderson's actually got the aim for uh, setting up uh, Michigan. So he'll he'll always <laughs> yeah. put the puck behind the net. <laughs> That's a fantastic pairing. <laughs> You know, you got Josh Anderson is going to sprint like Forrest Gump. He's going to shoot it, like, <laughs> going to miss the glass. Zegers is going to come behind the net, take it, and Michigan it. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's a cup contender right there. <laughs> that's, a- that's how you win Stanley Cup. So missing the net, hitting the glass, and doing a Michigan. I, I honestly think that we should take – we should probably take one of our – top two potential players with a couple prospects and try to flip it for something good but i don't know what to flip it for right now because i took a peek at like some of the t te- i just feel like it's a lot harder like it's not even it's not I even feeling i just i just know i know it's a lot harder to make these a trade than what you see on cap friendly like let me just click on a trade quickly okay we got we got here here's the trade ready Mm. Our trade with Edmonton Oilers. This is what someone created. This is their idea of an NHL trade. We receive Cody CC, yeah. Raphael Lavoie, who, by the way, plays for the Bulldogs now, who I did social media for. He was sick last night. Uh, 
and a 2024 first round Edmonton pick for David Safard and Jake Allen. Now, now we're talking. David now Safard. We're talking. They can actually no, keep. I think, CC I think we're giving. Like. I think I think they were, we're giving up to. No, I don't. Who cares about what we're giving? But we're not getting enough. I think. Yeah, add a yeah, second, we're not I can, enough. Add, add a second round pick, and I'm in. And maybe a first round pick in 2025, and that should be good. But then I so the trade. I was gonna say. Uh, Actually, uh, Rafael Lavoie is playing really good in uh, the AHL. Only concern is uh, he's 23 already. Lavoie is... Am I crazy? Is there a different Lavoie in the Bulldogs? Oh, Oh my gosh, there is. Okay, Lavoie in the Bulldogs. Pretty good. (laughs) He's pretty good, by the way. So if he's not drafted, someone's got to take him. (laughs) Um, You're about to say something? Yes, uh, Lavois La in Condor is it Edmonton's HL club? But yes. Either way, if you trade Savard and Allen together, I would want more. Exactly. Like, no, but you, know, you, you but would, I, yeah. You would trade I, each of them individually for something in return. I agree with that actually. Like I, I, the reason I actually said now we're cooking to that trade proposal is because of. Danny's brainwashing with Jake Allen. Like I like when I heard Jake Allen, I said, Oh wow, like we're getting rid of garbage. But then I realized there's genuinely NHL teams that would pay to have that guy. So I think it's smart what Sean's saying is you you definitely you just trade that. What I'm what I think is more important than any player. The like it's crazy. I just wonder what the return for this is gonna be is Sean Monahan. Like the guy's making one point nine million. He's playing. Is he playing a second line center role right now? He's a third line center. Oh. He's 1.9 mil, but the Canadians can retain salary if he wants to go to a team who's struggling with their salary cap. So it's a pretty good. Well, he can. Go, yeah, you retain, retain all that. The you entire can go to any salary. Team. Well, no, you can. He can go to any any team. You retain 50 percent. Go. He goes anywhere. Tampa, Colorado, anywhere. Like all you have to take his back is just some some garbage contract. Not even. Just like another one million something contract, and but look at what you can get for that. Like I would genuinely, I don't know what team might need this. I think Colorado would be a good team to trade him to, just because of you know, like I don't think they're they're necessarily strong with like Ryan Johansson as their center core there. I mean Ross Colton didn't play that well the other night either. Oh, you like, did. Well, Sean Monahan is genuine. No, he didn't. Uh, Sean Monaghan is generally – he had like a 26% face-off percentage, and he – I don't think he scored. Or maybe he might have had an assist, but that's it. Okay. So Monaghan is genuinely such a such a good player, and I think you can nab some, some pretty decent assets. But the problem with this, okay, my concern is I don't think Montreal should be in the, in the business of drafting top – or sorry, bottom 15 in that first round. Like, I'm not waiting another five years just for a guy, for a second, potentially second line player. European. Like, yeah. you need to, okay, Don, <laughs> you need to, you need to trade these assets for, like, Montreal's choice. We're not, unless we win the lottery, we're not drafting. We're not drafting a first line. So Montreal has to look either at free agency or, um, and obviously that's going downhill because now Nylander's gone and who knows what Stamkos, but I won't even go for Stamkos because he's too old. He's not even a number one in Tampa anyways. Yeah, they already said they're not trading him and he's signing. Well, that's a big uh, yeah. mistake. Anyways, um, 
But the thing is, like, okay, so then you trade for it. And I think this guy, like, the fact that we turned Romanov into Doc is huge. And I think that, like, yes, it is. And you knew you hated that guy. Come on. Just stop no, disagreeing. I, I, disagreeing I, I, mother. I just, I, I guy agree just with the doc. advocate on everything. Well, hold on. I, I agree with, I agree with the duck part. I don't agree with the, uh, with the, uh, the injury thing. So injury prone. Well, yeah. I mean, thing. like, like, like we could lose this because the guy just never plays again, but because I, I'm, I'm willing like to bet against it. I'm willing to bet against it. But well, we can I say, got a can I say a few talent. names here? Can I say a few names of yeah. UFAs? Okay. Sure. Stan goes. Forget Stan goes. Pass. Anthony Manta. Pass. Six foot five, twenty-nine. Okay, Don. L- that guy is no. Mark Bergevin. Jordan Eberle. <laughs> Tyler no. Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi. I know. Tyler Bertuzzi. Tivo Teravainen. Pass. What about Pedersen? These are all has beens. Like they used to be better. And Jonathan Marsh is so thirty-three. No. Okay, hold on. Let me let me sort this by age. Oh, Mark Giordano is going to be UFA if you're interested. Not even going to. I know David Perron's there. You think we can get it's, him for seven mil, maybe, on the market? Who? Giordano. Giordano. Yeah, I would. Yeah, like the Leafs may the Leafs are probably going to pay him six, so we should probably pay him seven, right? So we can grab him. Ilya At a hometown Danny's discount or something. UFA. I think Danny's going to have an aneurysm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I found the name. I, I'm telling you right now, I found the name. Anthony Bouvelier, 26 years old, UFA, Quebecois. That's yeah, that's, uh, that was a player I think Montreal was uh, interested in at some point before he went to the Canucks. Um, that's the age. Gurianov is available. I, I, we can maybe should take a look yeah, at Yeah, yeah, Gurianov. Well, we haven't <laughs> tried him before. Um, okay, I'm I think uh, Bouvelier is going to resign in Chicago. No, that would be a mistake. Bovillius in Chicago? Yeah. Yes. Chicago's going to sign him for 10 mil to meet the fucking cap floor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I'm saying he's going to sign there, Sean. They already signed Foligno and Dickinson. Okay, uh, well, Foligno can go to maximum security prison. (laughs) Guys. um, All right. I have another trade here. I think it's a good one. I don't think it's a good Ooh. one. I think it's a good one we could talk about. Okay. All right. Do you want to know what we receive or what we lose first? We, I think what, what we, we lose. lose would be better. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we lose. Michael Matheson, yes. who that's... plays in the NHL. Samuel yeah. Montebo, who no. plays no, in the NHL. No, that's a bad decision. No, uh, we lose. Next. Lane Hudson. No, but no, Okay, what are we trading for? McJesus? What the hell? Philip Massar. Or Mayshar, depending on. Yeah, Mayshar. Yeah. And a 2025 first round pick. I would much rather that be Calgary's, to be honest, but whatever. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. Who? Guess what player we got? Pedersen. All right. <laughs> it better Patterson. be someone good. <laughs> Next. Think about people that are going to be out of contract this year. And Pedersen. Uh, uh, Good enough. UFA's next year. Gariano. McKinnon. No. No. He actually just signed. We <laughs> shut we, up. We almost we almost traded for this player many, many, many years Dreisaitl. ago. Oh, Dry Saddle. 
So Matheson, Montebo, Hudson, Massar, and a first round pick for Dreisaitl. I would no. never. No. No. That Dreisaitl is like. Uh, I wouldn't even just, do he... Montembeau for Dreisaitl one for one. I wouldn't. <laughs> what? I was the Dreisaitl is just uh, a luckier Lucic. Come on. No. <laughs> Dreisaitl has been fantastic without McDavid. So that's. In we already mind. have yeah, well, Dreisaitl Jr. Well, to tell you the truth, Dreisaitl might be the worst worst uh fantasy pick i ever made you know i yes. thought i was gonna make, get like 100 points a night no come on <laughs> nothing, nothing. and then the, the oilers are like 20 and zero since they fired their coach and the guy still doesn't do anything i traded nylander yeah. for dry side one for one in my work fantasy league and nylander has put up zero points since and dry saddle has looked great there. so i would say that's a fleecing on my part that's exactly march as well Sent him. Uh, sent him. Who did I send you? Villardi for uh, for Lawson Kraus. Yeah, that that's a great trade for me. No. Wow. Is, no. is that the league you guys got booted from, or what? No. <laughs> 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 we didn't get booted. It was a corrupt uh, commissioner, aka well, Sean Fournier. Okay. Well, Corruption. The, we're 30 minutes in. Are we done? It was an ambush. Are you kidding me? I'm not done. You're not done. Okay. I just got here. This is okay. this is one of a kind episode, guys. Like, they, this is one of a kind. This they call this. There's Kamasha. no rules. No rules. No, that's a cage That's it. Match. Yeah. Yeah. Gloves are off. All right. Sean, anything you want to talk about in particular? Well, I've been to recent ABS game. Well, Montreal organization game recently, and it sadly was against the San Jose Sharks. So, yeah. <laughs> Now, like, uh, that's probably, yeah, we lost three to two. I saw them two times against the Sharks. The first one they lost five nothing, and this one they lost three to two. And both games were horrible, uh, just lack of effort. But at least I got to see uh, Laval win a game finally. First time I saw them win, and Jack I was horrible that game, but uh, at least they won. So I wish oh, isn't I this the to... one where you had in the suite? Yeah, I was in the suite. Oh, yeah. That was dope. And yeah, I saw your won. TikTok. Finally, they won when I was there. Finally. But you forgot to tell people to follow us and, and like socials for our guests and all of that. Is it, are we continuing with no no rules for today? Well, okay, <laughs> I'm. we're going to switch. We're switching leagues. Time to talk about the PAWHL. Isn't it funny that the Toronto team still sucks? No matter what <laughs> league you go to, it doesn't matter. NBA, MLB, NFL, NHL, PWHL, National Lacrosse League, they all suck. They all suck, and it makes me happy. And that's all I have to say about the Toronto. So who's, the, who's, gonna the, say, who's their best player? They uh, have the Sarah, Sarah Nurse, Nurse. Natalie Spooner. Maybe? Now, we're, now we're talking. Now we're talking, Mark. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're no more talking. Um, <laughs> the, I was going to say, you know, what's funny is, um, so I, I, didn't they start, try to start a league a few years ago and it failed? Like it didn't yeah, have sponsors like or something. Yeah. That's okay, when Montreal yeah. was called like the Canadians. And I don't know why they would switch their name from that anyway. Well, they had a league and they had to be shut down. Or because lack of finance, funding, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So, but I swear I never saw it on TV because the thing is, like, uh, I yeah, um, was it 
two days ago. I think it was two days ago. Um, I went to the local like insurance place and they had TV in there and they were showing a PWHL game. And I it didn't show what they were like. I think they were playing Laval because um, there's the Rocket logo on it. So I guess, it, but I don't think it was Montreal. I don't know yeah, what it was. Yeah, it was Montreal. Oh, okay. I thought they then. played on the, I thought the logo was the logo from a couple of years ago uh, the, from the team that they had, the C with the star. No, but this uh, year they have way better logos. But, yeah. the, but they <laughs> need to they immediately, immediately uh, <laughs> get some, uh, get a, uh, a jersey designer, hire someone, hire speaking me. Of, uh, speaking uh, of jersey designs, okay, let's talk yeah. about the All-Star Weekend, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, well I, I, I want to hear... No, but not only that, but I just want to say one thing. What's the point? I don't want to ever hear about a player being, you know, like when they get introduced on spin checklist and stuff. Oh, a seven-time uh, all-star player. Like, yeah, but you also have, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gorgiev and, and Scott, Michael, you know, like, these guys. Like, <laughs> Michael Scott. Not Michael Scott, but what was his name? The John, guy, John Scott. Scott. Yeah, John oh, Scott. Yeah. What's the point? Like, uh the, the Canadians, they have to produce like Jesus to send someone there. But the other teams, they can send in like a bum like Tom Wilson or I don't know what. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Hey, now you're taking away from my argument where I'm, I've been pushing my agenda saying that uh, Nick Suzuki is a three-time All-Star. Yeah. So we're, he, you, there's definitely nothing there. No. You have to withdraw your term. Your, That's just your, best your, player your on Montreal in three years, because every team's guaranteed a player since it doesn't actually matter how good you are anymore. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like we just may as well make everyone over. happy. Well, I I really like, hope Matthews gets captain and he drafts all the Toronto players just so they can first round exit out of the All Star game too. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see where this was going, but yeah, that was good. Um, okay. Yeah, Toronto's uh, bueno. one four and zero. Oh. Right in front of their fan base, I'll be glorious. I may have to buy tickets to that one. Uh, March, you want to talk about uh, what tickets? I've looked for tickets for the All-Stars, and they're too expensive, and it's in Toronto. And we complain every year about the All-Stars being boring, so yeah. I'd rather just stay at home instead. I yeah, actually, the skills competition is good. I think this year will be, yeah, the game's always kind of BS, but I think this year will be I better don't. for the skills competition. Last year uh, yeah, but my, my concern here is, like, uh, if you if you aren't in the skills comp, then you're just going for the game? Yep. Like, I what a joke. So. Like, I'd rather just go, like, remember, well, we, we never actually talked about it on the podcast. Uh, uh, was it Bjorkstrand's uh, going? I think it was Bjorkstrand, right? His uh his, his when Seattle told him that he was going to the uh All Star game and uh, he was like oh you know I'm going to San Diego with my wife and they're like no you're going to Toronto canceled the hotel yeah 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 and the guy was, was about to cry on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see Seth like, Jarvis too after? Oh yeah, that one was good. I think our argument sucked to be honest with you because when Price was going, there was no problem there. But now that it's just questionable players from each team, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, it's becoming a joke, to be honest. Well, what's your, what's your, and what, what do you mean by price? Price, price made the show, made it, made it worth watching, I think. Mm, yeah. True. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't mind genuinely, like, all-star players who are having bad seasons going, because, like, I don't care for that, because I know they're very skilled. 
but I just don't need to be seeing like Gorgiev there, like who I know like is like it doesn't even actually make sense why he's going. The fact that he has the most wins, like yeah, but the guy's a uh, uh, worse than Jake Allen, and that's saying something. So they should just go back to like the fans only get to vote in like one player or something, and then they just take they just pick the top players for the rest. Like stop with this whole every team gets a player or whatever. Like give me yeah. the top, give me the top Colin, players. Try to go. Give me the draft. Give me the draft. <laughs> draft is very important because draft can create content, and draft the draft can kind of make it uh, a little more personable for the fans. The skills competition, I guess we'll see how that goes this year because it's, like it's like a weird 12-player format and they all compete in every single event and then someone wins and whatever. And then So that should be why good. Don't they just, why don't they like just stick to make with the one players, thing? They're trying to make players care more about it so it's more entertaining, mm. but it's like... I don't think I don't think it matters what league you go to. Players don't care. Like the NBA dunk competition last year was an absolute joke. Cheapest ticket to go to the skills competition: two hundred and sixty-two Canadian. Fuck that. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, like, okay, the thing about it, like they they for but the draft. But it's sponsored like, by DraftKings. Like you don't. Yeah, well, they can send us. Or? That's Shane Pinto's favorite sponsor. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. We can, <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we're here to officially announce we'll be uh, actually competing. In the uh, skills competition, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be competing as uh, who can actually skate. Um, so I think, no, but didn't they do last year? Didn't they do Western Conference, Eastern Conference? They didn't break it up into uh, divisions. Wasn't it just two jerseys? It was two jerseys. Two jerseys. But they were four, four teams. Oh, okay. We haven't even mentioned the jerseys, by the way. Yeah, we, um, you guys started uh, to. Well, yeah, but we, we need to. Sorry, we didn't discuss the jerseys. Um, are, is there gonna be a lowercase font? Like the yes. the name plates look like uh, the no name brand from President's Choice. Like Justin like, Bieber lives in Canada. Justin Bieber should be sentenced on war crimes. <laughs> what a horrible design. And the thing it is, looks the like name a, is gonna be at the bottom of the jersey. Yeah, that's what the. Like, I was gonna say I need to know who designed these jerseys, but I I know who designed the jerseys. It was Justin Bieber. <laughs> I know who, who it and... was, but I can't say. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. Sorry. Actually, can you cut that out of the episode? I forgot we weren't allowed to leak that very private information that you guys were sent via email from the NHL. Yeah, we're getting our media media pass revoked here in March. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, don't worry. We'll give him a counter suit <laughs> for coming okay. up with the garbage uh, content. Anyways, um, something that caught my eye this week when we when the Habs uh, played the the Avalanche, one time one of the players on the uh, on the Habs bench uh, uh, um, dropped his stick on the ice, and Rantanen was just passing by, going to his bench. He stopped and picked up the puck, picked up the stick for the Habs player. So this just shows you, March, that you can't really trust Europeans when it comes to uh, um, <laughs> just players being too nice. So, uh, just wanted to kind of remind you of how, that fact. How does one twist it like that? I, I don't know I, what you're. I thought I thought you were gonna say, "Oh, it shows you, you know, every, you know, kindness goes a long way" or something. No, it's yeah. 
Uh, Rantanen's. I kind of uh, took a left turn there, like, just like Sean yeah, Colin did with the with the Leafs uh, captain thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good i told you guys this show is about absolute there's nothing about this show like, nothing so nothing but keep, pure entertainment yes that's it the downfall so, anyways i'm looking at um mark andrew flurry was was probably retiring at the end of the season um i'm looking at the all-time wins that he played and he has rarely won against some pretty pretty dear to heart a uh, dear um uh, teams so i'm looking at uh, the, the career wins that he had only once against vegas four times against pittsburgh 27 times against the habs and then the rest is is pretty average numbers but uh he has he has faced a lot the rangers for some reason do you guys know if if like like what's the point when was that happening because it was certainly not when he was in vegas uh, the rangers like, pittsburgh yeah, yeah when he was in Pittsburgh because of the so Metropolitan same division? division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's where and but I never really thought about it like that. But at the same time, um, when did Flurry leave Pittsburgh? Wasn't it 2017? Yeah, because it was the, um, the draft, like expansion draft. Yeah. Um, I think we never really talked about that either. I, I, I that was one thing that really caught my eye was just how poorly they like Vegas is like I don't want to start talking about Vegas now but like didn't they trade Flurry for like a seventh round pick or something to like Chicago no it was future consideration uh yeah I think oh, it, was, oh, yeah, the, it was a seventh and a, and, a, and, a, and a random guy like and, and they trade him to the team that is in the middle of like sexual assault allegations like 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 here you go like screw off <laughs> and, yeah. and then he went to Minnesota for like a high pick didn't he like I think so. He, I think a so. Second round like, pick, probably. Yeah, like that's crazy. So Vegas got a seventh and some random loser, and then Chicago got a second, and he was generally probably a better player in 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 Vegas. So I I don't really like how they've kind of let go and treated their players, but Flurry um Flurry I consider consider. A pretty OG goalie. One of them that I've actually forgot about that was recently mentioned to me on Twitter was uh, because I posted on Twitter, I posted Carey Price's stats and um, this guy commented saying, I don't even remember how he phrased it, but basically he said, oh, uh, Vasilevsky and Corey Crawford are better. And I was just flabbergasted, Um, not even at the fact that he mentioned Vasilevsky, but I completely forgot Crawford existed. Up until that point, and it had me thinking, like, like what makes? Because a lot of people don't consider like these cup-winning goalies even at the. I mean, they don't really consider the cup-winning goalies at the top. No, of, of course not. Of, like it, it's mainly just statistics. But even Carey yeah. Price, he doesn't have the cup, but he has. Like, if you're looking at goaltending career, like his international play is unbelievable. I think. I think he's generally a much better goaltender than Vasilevsky or Corey Crawford, despite both of them having way more cups. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, like, his team was probably, like, overall 29th in scoring for his whole career. So, um, and the fact that he has as many wins as he does is a miracle. Meanwhile, like, these teams had, like, these stacked defense in front of them. Like, I don't know. And that's why I don't like Martin Brodeur either. 
because I feel like defense, which Gorgiev is going to be, is being rewarded for, uh, defense can really fluctuate you as a goaltender. And I think the same thing with Cam Talbot in, in uh, LA. Well, if Darcy Kemper can win a Stanley Cup, probably any goalie can at this point. Well, yeah, but that was... led the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup final, the bubble year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, that, that's why I consider goalies voodoo. Yeah, because like, like it's not because you want a cup that like you're better than a goalie with better stats. It's just ridiculous, in my opinion. A goalie can literally take you there, or a goalie can not take you there. Like I feel like you have to, if you don't have the goalie, you need to have the offense, and that's with like Kemper of Colorado. They had to score like seven goals a game just to win. That's why and you don't even move Montembeau. That's what I'm saying. Like I think. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. I like Montembeau a lot. I've really le learned to love him. Like, when he's in the net, I actually feel something now. Like, I haven't had that since Price. The feeling you know of I mean? safety. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a feeling yeah, of safety. Exactly. It's literally the feeling have... of safety. It's a feeling of not being nervous when a shot is taken from the top of a circle. Yeah, exactly. I Now, I'm not going to, you know, rub uh, Montembeau's shoulders here and say that, you know, it's as much as I felt safe with Price. There was many seasons with Price I didn't feel safe at all, especially like 2017-18 and stuff like that. Like any shot could have went in. But at the same time, it's so nice to not have to worry because you know, like, the goalie's probably going to make the save, even if it's like a two-on-one. Um, and tonight we didn't get that, that's for sure. And I, I don't necessarily... But the thing is, like, with Primo, like, a goalie, like, sure, like like I said, they're voodoo. But at the same time, you can't sit a goalie. This whole three-goalie system isn't going to work. I don't know why they keep running with this shit. But, like, you can't sit a goalie for a month and expect him to be Carey Price here. Like, yeah. if, like you know, the guy's uh, hasn't seen a shot. And I, I, I could probably speak to that as someone who's played some, some pretty hefty uh, street hockey goalie before. Okay? <laughs> You know, like, hey, you don't play in a minute, you're rusty. Goal, goals against average go up. That's probably what Primo is looking at. But however, um, maybe he also lost some confidence. He's only uh, 35, so he'll get there. <laughs> But they need to get rid of one of the goalies, whether I don't know if it's probably Allen, and they need to get rid of Monaghan and Savard. And I have I'm a feeling they're going to. They're gonna keep. They're gonna keep Savard, I think. Hey, well, no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying for the trade deadline is you. Yeah, I know. You need to trade. Yeah, but you should trade Savard. But didn't can't you say something? He actually didn't say anything. He he said a bunch of nothing. Oh, in his last did. press conference. Yeah, he's a politician. Yep, 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 yep. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> he's a lawyer. Have you the guys guy, seen the duck? He's a literal lawyer. The Anaheim duck. On the, the Anaheim Duck. Yeah. The Ben uh, Ben, Affleck. ben You guys don't know who Ben Affleck <laughs> is? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, you, we'll have to. You know, are you no, back but seriously, in, uh, Ben Affleck. Punta Cana yeah. there drinking. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> the older wine. <laughs> I shared it. I, I just sent it to all of you in the, in, in the chat. Um, oh. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Let me see this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <Ben Affleck. laughs> 
Hey, it's better than better than uh, Yolanen and, and Similanike and all these guys. Okay, <laughs> Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> <Ben Affleck. laughs> um, one thing I wanted to talk about is um, some passes that Sportsnet showed on last week's uh, hockey night in Canada. I think they were showing um, some illegal, but legal, but not really legal uh, passes that Aho and Spegnikov are doing to each other. Have you guys seen that? Where no. it's like hand passes. So basically, basically either either it's Feknikov or Aho will see each other like far away and they'll just shoot at each other, like in, in the middle of the body. So there's absolutely no chance for the other players to catch it. And the other player just takes it with his hand, drops it on 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 the ice and and goes with it. Mm. So yeah, so I mean it's it's becoming like more of a lacrosse kind of thing, but I don't know. It's uh, just wanted to. Yeah, that's quite interesting. <laughs> Until your boy fucking rips you in the chin with one. <laughs> Maybe. I guess it's only it's your not... fault. <laughs> <laughs> like they showed videos of, of, I think, like a breakout of, of from the defensive zone. That's really interesting, though. Yeah, and the other and the other player was waiting at the blue line, just standing there, and he just takes the puck, put on. You know what? Yeah. Danny's inspired me. In ten years, when I'm coaching my kids uh, minor hockey, and tell them because they're wearing they're wearing cages. Yeah. yeah, just, just rip, it, at his rip head. it. Just right at the right at the right <laughs> at your right at your friend's chest. Just right at, in practice, boys, line up on the blue lines. We're ripping misters at each other's chest today. <laughs> just, just, just like Ben Affleck. <laughs> Colin arrested for child abuse. Um, guys, I, um, I, I wasn't shooting the pucks. I'm not shooting the pucks. They gotta get used to it themselves. Have you guys uh, seen the Tampa jerseys? Yeah, the pirates thing. I don't know. I yeah, don't know I don't, why. I don't get the hype of that. I'm not a fan. What is it like a Buccaneers crossover or something? Like, yeah, yeah. Am I looking yeah, at because yeah. Baker Mayfield was is at the game right now and he's wearing it. The thing I don't understand it's the Adidas logo in front near the neck instead of the NHL logo. Yep. So let them enjoy what their last run here uh, before they're gone. Adidas. Yeah. yeah. Before their inevitable collapse. But I looked at Tampa Bay stats and Tampa's a minus twenty. No, exactly. And Kucherov a minus eighteen or sixteen. Like they get scored on a lot, surprisingly. <laughs> I pray for the day we somehow we not somehow we beat uh, Tampa in the playoffs and then Slavkovsky chirps all of Tampa's fans. Really excited for that day. No yeah, if, I, if that's the whole joke. That's gonna be round one, round. Two. <laughs> yeah, it's a library. Everyone's in lawn uh, chairs outside because they don't have money. Okay. Um, okay, a little bit. Um, so, did you guys see uh, that Amazon acquired a minority stake in Diamond Sports Group? What is Diamond Sports Group? That's Bali Sports. Oh, so yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so Amazon's growing the game. <laughs> so Amazon, they, with this minority thing that comes out of uh, Ken's, um, Bali Sports, basically there's a whole bunch of NH, uh, basketball and, and maybe football teams uh, that are listed, and baseball teams as well that are listed on it. But when I look at the hockey aspect, you're going to be able to see on Amazon Prime uh, games from the following teams. The LA Kings, the Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, 
the Dallas Stars, uh, the San Luis Blues, the, the Wild, Detroit Red Wings, the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets, the Nashville Predators, Carolina Hurricanes, and both Florida teams. So imagine seeing, catching those on Amazon Prime. And I don't think there's any segregation with um, blackouts with Amazon Prime. As far as I know, so um, Jeff Bezos would never do that to us. Are you kidding me? Exactly. So yeah, I, I probably I, I fund that guy's salary by the way. Well, not me. He he uh, he, he provides me uh, <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, he pays Danny actually. Um, are you guys a fan of uh, the, the uh, so so March? I wanted to bring this up to you. I kind of I, I took note of it for the podcast. Um, the Oilers are 21-6-0 and since the, their new coach, uh, with an unpronounceable last name, is, was yeah, hired. Yeah, Chris Knobloch. Knob, <laughs> Chris Knobloch. Yeah. Chris Knobloch. It's the knob. Yeah, Chris Knobloch, yeah. So this guy, is he the proof that it's it's the new wave of things? The St. Louis and these unknown people. Like, um, Is this a wave that experienced coaches are overrated at this point? Well, I don't think it's more about a, uh, experience as much as it is about just, um, what do they call it? Um, what's the term for all these coaches that keep getting hired? has um, No, it's just another one. But, yeah, basically all these... Uh, oh, yeah, the old man uh, club or whatever. Yeah, old man's club, the senior. Old boys yeah, club. like... Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, exactly. Like all these guys that like and and it has nothing to do necessarily that they're they're old, but it's more about their 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 sense of hockey and it's old school and that doesn't work anymore. Um and sometimes it works with certain people. And it's like, you know, in NHL franchise mode when you got to fit that chemistry, you want to hire someone uh who's got maybe 70% uh chemistry with your the rest of your players, but the concern is um I think a lot of them are closer around 20%. I don't know about this guy. I, I don't know his history. Yeah. Um, when he got Nobody hired, does. I don't That's think he started. Point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you you can't compare it to Martin St. Louis because you know that guy's a winner. You know, he knows hockey. Um, he's small like Caulfield, so he'll, he'll get him going. Um, Pacioretty is UFA, by the way. Oh, there you go. He's coming home. I can do the last. Uh, you want to know the last thirteen, the last ten coaches to win a Stanley Cup? I can give you yes. the names right now. Okay, oh, in sure. 20, 2013, we have Quinville. Twenty fourteen, oh. Sutter. Twenty fifteen, Quinville. Oh. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, both Mike Sullivan. Twenty eighteen, Barry Trotz. Twenty nineteen, Barube. Twenty and uh, yeah. Year 2020, John Cooper. Year 2022, Jared Bednar. And year 2023, Bruce Cassidy. And I didn't skip any years there. Not well. Bar- so Barry Bowie is the only intruder in that list. All the other ones <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> well, think about hey, man, think about Bennington. Mike. Think about Mike Sullivan. I mean, he's been he's been a part of the Penguins for what uh, eight, eight years now. Fired. Eight nine years. Well, yeah, I don't know. Penguins. Hmm. As, as, aside from the penguins. John, any thoughts? Aside from any sorry. Aside, hey, be quiet. <laughs> aside from aside from the uh, you son of a you're tra- this is an ambush. <laughs> it is. Aside from the um, penguins missing the playoffs, 
uh, mm-hmm. last year. Um, the past four seasons. So Crosby hasn't missed the playoffs since like the Cold War. Like the guy has made the playoffs every year. But uh, before they missed the playoffs, they made it four times and they all lost in the first round. So the past like six years of Sullivan has been rough in terms of success in the playoffs and even ma- and now making it. Um, so I, I, I was going to say before you rudely interrupted me, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. But now, Sean, I don't know what Danny wanted, but go ahead. Uh, I don't know. Like, Pittsburgh, they're, the, the thing is they're old. Like, they're just really, really old. They're slower than before, and I just don't see them making the playoffs. And I, they have to decide if they want to trade Gensel or sign him. So, and also, hey, do you know Eric who has Carlson, more? Do you, do you yeah, know who ahead. has more? Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Do you know who has more points than Eric Carlson? Tyler Ennis. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that player ever again. <laughs> um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's. I think it's Mike Matheson. Yeah. And that was an ex, uh, that's an ex, uh, penguin right there. Um, one thing is, uh, you know, Crosby versus Ovechkin debate. I think Crosby's uh, winning so far. No, uh, you know, yes, he oh, is yeah. easily. And what? take that Danny. Yeah. I cannot imagine Danny would even, there's no way Danny's saying Ovechkin's better than Crosby right now. I know. A hundred no, times better. But Ovechkin no. is still yeah, the with point. His, uh, Danny's just facing Anderson. And he's no, just right basing now. it off of his uh, cup celebrations. That's all he's going off of. Course. of probably. Have you seen him in the, in the fountain? Yeah, of course. Have you yeah, seen his mom? There was no viral clips of... There's Scott no viral Wedgwood. Clips of, Scott uh, Wedgwood is, is UFA this summer. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, in our fantasy league, uh, Kovacevic is available. Just letting you guys know. Is he? Don't yeah, mind if I, I do. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Let me just go grab that guy. Sydney, Sydney fucking Crosby, man. You know that that guy who's in a coma in our fantasy league, who is beating me right now. He has Crosby. Crosby. <laughs> Which he one? Crosby. Am I going to yeah. Twitter X fantasy league? Yeah, but yeah, the best one. Yeah. Crosby's on pace for 50 goals, and he's only done that once in his career, and that was in uh, Uno Momento, Senor. Uh, 2009. <laughs> so, and he's on pace for 90 points. Like this guy, and where's Ovechkin on pace for? Less than Josh Anderson? Like, come on. <laughs> you know, and 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 Ovechkin's making uh, half the Washington's uh, salary cap. Oh, but the uh... <laughs> uh, the Washington All right. Capitals. Well, we've been Anyways. at it for an hour here. Uh... In it. Well, yeah. I could go at Danny for another hour. Yeah, but Sean, <laughs> Sean has to work tomorrow, I think. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Tyler Ennis. You wanted to talk about Tyler Ennis. Well, yeah, what a great player. Sean, any thoughts? Uh, <laughs> Tyler Ennis? Well, I just hate that they keep showing his goal against Montreal, the yeah. no-look goal. I was I that he, he never scored against Montreal. I was at that game. Yes, he scored. It, Why do you guys remember beauty. this like it's something special? No one because cares. Because I was at the game. <laughs> oh. I remember. <laughs> Can we have Tyler Ennis as be the cover of the episode? Obviously. <sighs> yeah, he retired. He should be, right? Yeah. Oh, you guys. 
<laughs> I'll die before Tyler Dennis is on the cover. Or um, Cody. But if Austin, I, it probably is already on the cover. I'm already photoshopping Tyler Ennis on the cover and retweeting it with a different photo, so it doesn't matter. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> you might as well do it. It's true. coming, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, you guys uh, forgot about Dan Balsma as well. Isn't, who? Wasn't Bals- oh, yeah. Well, I Dan said the last Balsma 10 was... years. I said the last 10 years, not the last fucking never... 200, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was years ago. I wasn't even in middle school yet, so. Okay. Um, <sighs> wow. So what about the Washington Capitals, guys? What do you guys Whoa. think of their history? Aren't they relo- they're moving their arena to Virginia because they're getting a brand new sports complex there and the Washington Capitals are not going to play in like Virginia or whatever state is right beside the District of Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yep. one of the weird ones. And that is your Washington Capitals news update. now that's that's strong now that's That's strong that's a good how am i doing march in terms of being a host tonight (laughs) pretty good pretty good it took me about halfway through the uh it's like seeing a monkey drive a drive a zamboni you know like it's uh... Took me about halfway through the episode to realize you're just going in order on the podcast ideas chat. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there a reason you uh, skipped uh, Marie Philippe Poulain? Yeah, because uh, Don you know, Cherry. Being, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to spend more time uh, on Ben Af- Afquack if you guys want. Afquack. <laughs> Maybe that, I'll put uh, Tyler Ennis and Ben Afquack. Maybe we should slow down the video and see how many times he taps the drum. We can take the over <laughs> under. <laughs> Brought to you by FanDuel. <laughs> over under well, 52 taps in a minute. <laughs> Danny, you, you had a, a a decent. What about um, Pierre Maguire? Pierre Maguire. No, enough with and, and Tyler Ennis. Pierre Maguire with uh yeah episode 26 just uh fuck it. <laughs> and there's just uh and there's like Pierre Maguire, Ben Affleck, and Tyler Ennis. <laughs> that's now that's a strong episode. I was gonna it's say glizzy competition uh, we, with him. Glizzy competition. Yeah, mm. who eats the most glizzies? <laughs> glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. You did that uh, without we Gordon, got right? Quizzies. Uh, stop with the glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Danny, you mentioned. Um, a while ago, and I forget where it was. Um, yeah, had something to do with trades. Oh yeah, uh, what NHL trade still hurts? Um, oh, do you want to end with that? No, I mean, it's well, yeah, obvious. for you, but I, I'm curious. So, Sean, um, what for you? What NHL trade still hurts? And and, and, of... and and just come up with something original. Nothing, you know. That Danny's probably texting you right now. I have a twist on this, but go ahead, Sean. But is it Montreal Canadiens related? Well, do you, do you okay? If, if Vancouver traded the Sedins, would you give a shit? No, I don't know. Exactly. So, but yeah, Montreal. Got a trade. Oh, that hurt. That hurt. An easy one for me would be Lekkonen since he won the cup. And Baron looks like a forward rather than a defenseman. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, the Lekkonen <laughs> one hurts. 
but god i just remember it's Baron is a canadian obvious... that plays like a european <laughs> but an <laughs> obvious one that hurts <laughs> is uh i would say the um the droid trade hurts because sergachev had a lot of success with tampa bay winning cups and just being overall better and he never developed with montreal but i don't think he would be who he is today if he stayed with montreal but the pk suban trade hurts like we yes, yes. lost a dynamic defenseman weber played good seasons with montreal and we went to the stanley cup final with weber but i would say probably uh I would say the Sergachev one hurts the most. Losing him and seeing him win the cup and he's winning it against us, it, it sucks even more. Thomas Poklenik. Mm. We got to we sent him to him. the we sent him to the Leafs. Yeah, yeah, and that turned into like Yoni Ikonen, who cares? Yeah, it turned into nothing. And we gave him to the <laughs> Leafs. He put on a Leaf sweater. I don't know if I can if claim I ha- him anymore. Oh, I have if, a lot. I only claim the neck guard. I mean the turtleneck, sorry. I mean, I have a lot, too. But it was like, Jacob, to... Jacob Olofsson, by the way, we got for, for Flickhead. Oh, even worse. There you go. If you ha- if I had a pick, and, and this is going to be really weird, okay? Um, it has a lot to do with what Montreal was doing at the time. So what Montreal was doing at the time was this mini-series called 24CH. I know you guys know what that is, but some people might not. So, And... And they had a lot of behind the scenes. And I always found it very depressing to watch those things because we were in a bad time. So like when Michelle Terrien, like losses were like losses. Like it's like depressing and life sucks and he's smoking in your face and all that stuff. And if I had to pick a trade that hurt because heavily because of that behind the scenes footage of when he left the arena um, was David Deharnay. He and got, it was pretty he got sad. Created? Yeah. Yeah, he went to Edmonton. Yeah, I know he went to Edmonton. Yeah, that was on 24CH. It was kind of yeah, yeah. And I remember he he was like saying bye to everyone and and they like he's walking out of like the training facility or something and it was very sad and I remember that vividly. I mean, obviously there's other ones. Um, I will say another one which isn't a trade. It's a the player leaving us, but it it was a total betrayal. Uh, was Radulov, and that hurt. <laughs> Oh, really? Um, yeah, that hurt a lot because you know, like literally, like a week before, ah, oh, Jeter Montreal. Uh, fuck. Anyways. Yeah. Well, Danny. For me, I think Sean hit uh, hit a few like that are really good ones with Sergeyev and and Weber and um, well Subban. I guess I we're talking about hurts, right? So it hurts to see Weber uh, to to see Subban go. I think that that kind of started ruining it for me with the Habs, and I was pretty happy to see them lose uh, because of that. No zero loyalty to guy, and I've always said this multiple times. Like, what's better than Weber or or uh, or Subban is having both of them. Don't tell me that Nashville would have taken wouldn't have taken other players than than Subban. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, I think the Sergeyev trade was was pretty really really bad. Um, even though I didn't like him at the time before knowing him, before that trade. So I got to discover him as he went to uh, um, this. I would say one trade that you guys didn't talk about was the first round pick that we gave away for Dvorak. 
I think I think that's oh. that's an awful one. Oh yeah. Uh oh yeah, we never uh, really talked about uh yeah. Kotkaniemi. Yeah, exactly. I mean it wasn't really a trade for Kotkaniemi, but yeah, the the, the yeah, well, was a complete yeah. waste. Yeah. <laughs> um we can finish sorry, off yeah, we can definitely Actually, no, finish sorry. off on a positive note. Um what's what what trade made you the feel the best? So what's the opposite of a trade that hurt? Oh, that's a good one. A pee that you take when your bladder is full. That yeah. feels good. Yeah. So. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> God. That's so random. No, I just went to the washroom. I messaged the chat, but no one answered, and Sean saw it, so it's okay. It all, it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but Sean is uh, Sean is Sean McKenzie. But uh, so again, just to go back on the tra- the opposite of a trade that hurts, a, a trade that really makes you feel very good about about again your team or some other teams. Um, I'm gonna start here because yeah, you're probably all gonna, gonna say, say the same thing, but I'll start here. Okay, I think the Deno trade is masterful. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. The is. Anderson for Domi is not bad. The the um the, the well, Kirby Doc for Romanov is becoming one as well slowly. Yeah, I, I like I like the attitude that Kirby brings. Uh, I'm trying not to have. What about the Suzuki for no. Patch Ready? Yeah, you got a Patch a Ready? Bit. Yeah. No, I didn't say that Patch Ready. Yeah, I don't know. We got Tatar too, who do we who we then flipped again. So. I just thought of another one, Sean, that you might think that it hurts. The one uh, with Georges, when he didn't want to be traded to the Leafs, so he oh, went to Buffalo. Yeah. That and that was, was a bad awful. situation. You guys remember that? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'm done. March, you go ahead. And I'll think of probably of, of another one as well, but for now, the uh, the Dano trade is the best one. Send them um, like, trash to get to get Dano. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> It's little literal trash. Yeah. Thomas Fleischman and Dale Weiss. Uh No yeah. offense, Dale. Um, <laughs> I know you're a regular listener. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rile uh, someone up here with this one. Um, I wonder if I should go last if I'm gonna say this. Okay, go Uh-oh. ahead. Uh, I'll I'll go I'll go last. Uh, Colin, you go. No, I kind of, I kind of said mine already. I said Suzuki, Suzuki was a pretty good one that made me. Feel and I'll good. add that one to we my list him. too as well. I was pretty happy when we got him. Yeah. Alexander Romanov, I didn't really know anything about him until we got him, but then after we, like, after I read a little bit into him or like saw kind of what he was about, I was pretty happy about it. Which then goes to Danny's point of not being very happy when he left, really kind of making you feel terrible. We also fleeced Boston. Uh, many years back when I was definitely alive uh, for Dryden, that made me feel really good. <laughs> <You're definitely alive>. <laughs> <laughs> that one made oh, me yeah. feel pretty happy when we. George's Vesna, what a great acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so that, like it was yesterday. Yes, exactly. I do. I do remember it like it was I yesterday. I think. Uh, I think Vinny Hinestrosa was still playing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we've had too many trades. Like, I feel like 
for me, like a trade that's going to make me feel happy is going to, it's got to be like a pretty clear cut superstar. So hopefully we can, you know, make one of those soon. But like, I don't know, just like, it just makes me excited when I know we're getting a solid player. Like it's a guaranteed solid, solid player coming back. Um, uh, like uh, when we trade Brandon Press for Zach Cassian, uh, I was absolutely enthused for that. You know, you're getting a better fighter, <laughs> maybe. But it's kind of kind of interesting, <laughs> interesting because so again this kind of list for this generation. But uh, Josh Georges, we gave away Craig Rivet to get Josh Georges, which makes like this makes it a very good trade. But then the, on the opposite side, involving the same player, it's a very hurtful trade when Georges left. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm. Um. Okay. Uh, what about yeah. you, Sean? I'm surprised no one mentioned it. It's a short. I would say it didn't last long. His tenure. But I remember being young and watching the trade deadline coverage on IRDS, and the last trade they announced was Thomas Vanek to the Montreal Canadiens, and I just remember jumping up screaming and freaking out over that move it was good for half of the season but in the playoffs it was invisible but that's just a trade i remember just being flabbergasted by and shocked that montreal would acquire such a big player like that back then but also the dano one was good i remember when we got kirby doc i was at the nhl draft at the bell center Mm -hmm. that was amazing but i would say like the vanek trade that's one i remember being stoked about and i know it's not a trade but i remember when montreal announced they signed to foley i was like oh my god like montreal are serious we're gonna win the cup and funny thing <laughs> they went to the stanley cup final so that's yeah there you go uh, that's but that with, with thomas vanek we never won anything again european but uh <laughs> No, but okay. he was like a big player back then. He was like the most popular player on the market. Remember, like remember also Eric feeling. Cole as well. Eric Cole. Yeah, uh, no, not him. You don't like Eric Cole? No. Okay. He was good with Carolina, <laughs> but with Montreal, uh, he just looks like a derp face to me. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, he did a he did a high five with the ref after scolding a goal. He got a good yeah. <laughs> That's true. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll I'll go here. Um, yeah. Danny's. Not I was I was about me. to end, I was about the end to end the episode. Do you, do you still yeah. want to go, March? Oh, I'll 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 go. I need March. <laughs> I, I need I'll, to go. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'm I'm going. Uh, so right. The so I'll, I have three. Um, two, one of them's pretty big, and it's the, one of the only times I felt much of anything. But the patch ready deal was actually I was awake for that deal. So because I live on the west coast. Um, most people were asleep in Montreal. It would have been like 4 a.m. Um, here it was 1 a.m. and I was gaming and then I just saw this trade and I wasn't necessarily, I liked it. Uh, I I didn't know much, like we didn't know much about, you know, Tatar was this guy who just never played in the playoffs and he's been, he moved, he was traded for like a, wasn't he traded like for a first, a second and a third to Vegas from Detroit and then, they didn't use him in the playoffs and then they just traded him. Um, 
and Suzuki, I didn't know much about him, but I thought, wow, we got to, you know, we desperately needed centers at the time. So that was huge. Um, definitely the Dale Weiss, uh, Fleischmann, Dano thing, because I, when we did that, I was like, I, I had a thing about, I, I kind of suspected that Dano would turn into something. And when he was actually playing well, I was like, come, like, no one's talking about this. Like, how, how is, how does Chicago live with themselves? Yeah. And, because Deno was playing fantastic and Fleischman was retired and Dale Weiss was on 17 other team. Um, so that was great. But if I had to pick a time where a player came to Montreal via trade and like Sean said, jumping up and down, um, it was first struck in this trade. And you guys probably already know what it is, but it was first struck in with grief and hatred. And immediately when I saw the return, I was stoked. And that is, Shea Weber. And I'm saying that because at the time, and I know Danny disagrees, but at the time, okay, so don't forget, P.K. Subban near the end of his career, the last game he ever had, the guy broke his neck. I mean, it was it was a disaster, okay? Um, <laughs> P.K. Subban's last moments as a Montreal Canadian was literally on a stretcher. Um, there were points in that same season and the season prior where he was he would do like these spinoramas and turn it over and you're always so frustrated with him. And he became a very frustrating player despite me loving him. Mm. So that's what was like really sad to see. And at the time I didn't really care for the age gap, but when I saw the return with Shea Weber, Shea Weber was the guy in the NHL. Like if we're thinking about like, like obviously not Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, but at the time in that era of NHL, there wasn't like even Carol Eric Carlson was a hundred point player. He was one of the best two way defensemen in the game, but Shea Weber was legitimately like this superstar defense. Like he had all everything you wanted in a defenseman in terms of defense. And the guy had like 20 goals a season and that was unheard of. And he was six, four and huge and this leader and all this stuff. And I was like, like, Oh my. So I remember saying to myself, Oh my God, we got freaking Shea Weber. And I was supporting the trade i obviously didn't i felt myself feeling i didn't want to see suban succeed so i was happy when he did succeed eventually um but I, that also i i got over the fact that he was traded because suban or sorry weber was also very good like in his first season of montreal he had 42 points 17 goals and you know then he scored 14 and 15 like in the playoffs he was solid shea weber was generally a good player um the only thing is I think Weber started to tail off a little more, but PK Subban had a, a pretty, pretty big drop off. Like his his decline Only was like a. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But they traded him for a reason, and it's not like they got back, uh, you know, as much as we did for Subban when they traded him to New Jersey. So he was oh, even kind nothing. of. It was exactly a so what I, they can sign uh, Dufresne. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm just trying to pull him up here. So PK Subban had uh, 31 points, and then yeah, he, then he had a real significant drop off uh, in that first season. So when they both got traded, uh, Subban actually had it was actually pretty decent in the playoffs for them. Um, but I think Weber had more points and and more goals. So I don't know. Weber like, was and, an awful captain. Well, for, for the players, like to, he was amazing. But the city, he was a piece of shit. Well, that's what. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I don't, I won't speak to that because we never know what these players do because you know Suzuki. 
Suzuki is a very we consider him a very quiet guy that maybe he's so talkative and he's helping all everyone out in the locker room. Like the thing is, I don't judge that kind of stuff, but at the same time you, I never really saw like PK did so much for the city and Bubber didn't do anything. So I can see some bias for that, but at the same time with the player that we got, Oh, I was so excited. Mm. I was so excited. And I didn't care for that. Like, like what, um, uh, what was mentioned earlier about Toffoli being like serious and stuff. That's what I was looking at. I was like, okay, we traded Subban, but we got, sure. He's a little older, but Oh my God, this guy is legit. Um, and he was, and would, but we just didn't have any other goal scoring. Um, and you know, I'm glad, I'm glad they went to the final. Uh, you know, Weber was definitely a big part of that at that point in time when Weber went to the final. Uh, in that in that very season, I always considered him like this old grandpa. He had no, he couldn't even skate. Like, get this guy off the ice. He needs. I I tweeted all the time. He needs less ice time. And, you know, like, and, and Ben Sherato, he sucks and all this stuff. And these guys were fantastic for us in the playoffs. And I think that speaks to what we were saying earlier, which was, oh, it's not just about skill or all this stuff. It's about the guys who can take a hit and, and can and, and can hit. And you just, just about in seven game series, it's about wearing the other team down mentally and physically. Um, and obviously you have to score goals to win a game, but same time, um, Montreal made it to the final without uh, having to have uh, a Matthews or a Nylander and stuff. However, they came up against a super team, which was over a cap, but a super team nonetheless, and got out coached. So, so it sucked. I didn't, you know, Price and Weber are both players in their career that deserve to win a cup. But, you know, when he first uh, got that contract or came to Montreal, I was so excited. Uh, he scored some great power play goals. Like his, his fucking slap shot was unbelievable it was then, the beekeeper yeah <laughs> did you watch that movie no not yet yeah apparently people like it no but he he whoever was the beekeeper do you want to explain no <laughs> <laughs> awkward silence any any thoughts, uh, Sean? Hey, Sean, Sean did you know on, uh, on, on, on I'm March's a beekeeper? Speech? I don't <laughs> watch the beekeeper, no. I'm, I'm oh. president. Uh, I'm, it's Jover. Anyways. No, it's Jover. Okay, I'll finish off here with, if you guys have nothing else to bring, then uh, I'll finish off with two trades. But we can laugh a little bit at the Leafs for, for doing. Okay. okay. Um, first round pick for Nick Foligno. Seven games of Nick Foligno. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that trade. shit. Um, uh, Nazem Kadri for Tyson Berry and Kerfoot. Nice. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my God. Dude, I, there's no way they did that. Are those that. both Dubis masterclasses, or who, who made those ones? Like, yeah. Is oh that the Dubis that they're all pumping? They were all pumping up for seven years, and they and they want back now. Same yeah, coach. seven games in Nick Foligno. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was against Montreal too, right? I think so, but I was. It was hilarious. So I. I oh yeah, my god! Oh, we got to witness all seven. Look at us go. I mean, there's no shortage of bad trades for the Leafs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what the best thing was? Nick Foligno then decided to not resign in Toronto, but yeah. their rival Boston. Yeah, that's um, that was the cherry on top. <laughs> it was also fun seeing Foligno 
on the Leafs docu-series losing in the first round against Montreal. And I still that. haven't watched that. I, I on Amazon's. It. I just yeah. watched the last episode and, and the last 10 minutes, actually. <laughs> I didn't see anything else. I just need to see the last 10 minutes. I just, need to know, I just wanted to know how it ended. I didn't know how it ended. That's true. But I just they don't started wanna... the show with that. I don't know. I don't know how it ended. Okay. <laughs> I do not know how their 2021 season ended. All right. That was. Um, a, I don't think we we're gonna live through that again. To tell you the truth. Probably. Like, like that was unbelievable. I remember it was three one, and we were all throwing in the towel. And I remember telling uh, um, Mike Vini on Twitter. Yeah. Enough with your beekeeper. I remember telling uh, Mike Vini on Twitter. I said. Just imagine we came back, like that would like we would have trolling rights for the next like decade, and they did. And when they when they won Game Seven, I think I might have been that. If we're gonna talk about happiness, happiest part of my life, like it wasn't even like winning the other two series, it was, was like that. winning that Game Seven. Oh my gosh, I might have been. I, I immediately went to Twitter and started laughing at every single Leafs fan I could have found. It was the best, the best day of my, it was best. Like, I think it was the, yeah, the best month. Like just, that was so enjoyable. I just, it's too bad. We won't see that again. I just ripping off countless messages to people that are least fans in my life. Just letting them know because you received so much harassment for the entire week before while it was three, one, right? Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, like I was getting it every single day in and out. That sounds terrible, but I was yeah, I was <laughs> getting every day, and uh, just finally when they when they won the game, I know I can't even finish it anymore. That's that's you totally ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you totally ruined it. Um, uh, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. No agenda. A little bit of drinks is what you get. So it's good. yeah, a little bit of drinks, aka like sixteen wine bottles. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin LeBanks, by the way, is a, is a UFA this summer. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, that's that's that. Now that's a player. That guy <laughs> He's been on San Jose since he was true. born. He he, he obviously you seen San Jose. Have they have a new defenseman, by the way. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Let me guess yeah. what his name is. Uh, I don't Mark remember. But classic. He, yeah, number forty-four. It's yeah, yeah they just signed him to eight years. Eight years, <laughs> eight years remaining. He's only four, yeah, forty-four. Is that his number or his age? <laughs> it's both. <laughs> That's both. <laughs> it's both. Oh uh, right. yeah, we'll get to uh, that kind of deep dive soon. Yeah, this has been good. I enjoyed it. Like Danny All mentioned right. earlier, um, we, uh, we we kind of built this. Uh, or started the built like this is a Roman Empire here. Um, yeah. <laughs> we we made this podcast uh, for the sole purpose of of having a platform to share our spaces and our the way we do that stuff. And we've made it professional. And I think we've in 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 light of doing it professionally, we've created a great uh, great thing that we do um, time to time, which is our deep dives. Uh, however, it's nice to have an episode like this because you don't worry about it. It's very off the top of your head and. I think it's quite enjoyable to listen to, except, uh, you know, Danny doesn't like my speeches. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> little LeBanks. You just turn yeah. <laughs> red because you don't like the beekeepers. Yeah, see, I was about to say, if I if I have to put the beekeeper in our cover photo, I'm suing you. 
Beekeeper. Um, no more Beekeeper. Jim McGuire, Tyler Ennis, and I forgot what the, the last one was. But. Yeah, what was the last one? Oh, uh, 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 the duck. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ben Affleck. Yes. <laughs> ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Okay, yeah. well, anything well, it was else, great. Josh? Well, thank you. I'd just like to say thank you so much for taking me and shout out to this beautiful five-star restaurant for a steak dinner to record this uh, podcast. And uh, I can't wait yeah, to be back in Vancouver to celebrate with you guys again and uh, record another pod uh, in person. Again. Did you want to um, – I, you know, no, no pressure here, but uh, you did mention something, Colin, to us uh, as of recently about uh, something with the West Coast. Uh, oh, I, I got to keep that one on locks for a little bit. I gotta keep it on okay. locks until I know for sure. It's not a for sure yet, so I gotta keep it on locks. But hopefully, I you're, do. You're... I may end okay. up a little bit closer to you guys. That's the uh, that's the lead. Now, no. <laughs> that's what the about lead you, Sean? Insider trading. I'm staying in Montreal, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Sean move out here. There's stop it <laughs> just move out here there's a lot of bmws and teslas with summer tires wow. it's fantastic okay. and and guess what you know what's not in uh in montreal or i guess laval it's uh quattro tires that's exactly what's not in uh, what's sorry what's not in vancouver it's quattro tires it's in laval. At, a, yeah. at your nearest fedex location <laughs> Inside joke with my uh, horrible transaction. Now we're making it public. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really sticking All right. to them. All right. Um, thank you both. Uh, what's the most unconventional way to finish an episode, March? Uh. You. Perfect. So. <laughs> oh man. New episodes drop every week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C2CTHP.